What's good, everybody? This is the newest installment of The Voice Speaks, and I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. As has been our custom over the past six plus months, we are studying David's life chapter by chapter from 1 Samuel now in 2 Samuel. And today we'll be covering chapter four, specifically verses nine through 12. And the thought for today is respect. Now, at this point, you probably have seen the the artwork that I created for this podcast, because when I thought of respect, my mind went to Aretha Franklin initially. And then as I kept thinking about it, my mind went to Birdman because of his infamous rant on The Breakfast Club and demanding that the host of that show put some respect on his name. And that's understandable. We all want respect. We're all due a level of respect, regardless of the places that we hold in life, regardless of the things that we've done. Regardless of what we have or don't have, what we've accomplished or haven't accomplished, everyone deserves to be respected. And there's one good reason why. It's because we were all created in God's image. And we are all loved by God, so much so that he sent Jesus to die for us. So simply based on that, we are all due a certain level of respect. We're studying the life of David because David was the greatest king known to Israel and he was a man after God's own heart. So we are examining his nature, his character, his actions, being a man after God's own heart so that we can incorporate those things into our lives and also pursue the heart of God. And respect is one of those characteristics that really stands out about David. Last week, we talked about him being big on keeping his word, which is yet another aspect of respect. And when it came to his dealing with with Saul, he was very merciful to Saul. Could have killed him a couple times. Could have let his boys kill Saul, but he didn't. Why? Because of the respect for God and the position that God put him in. He refused to touch Saul. He refused to let anything happen to him because of his respect for God and for the man and for the position that God put him in. Today, we look at that aspect of respect a bit deeper, looking at how he dealt with the men who killed Ishbosheth. And beheaded him and then brought his head, his severed head to David. Now they thought they were doing good because all of this was initiated due to the fact that Abner, who was seeking to bring Israel under David's reign, David was reigning over Judah, and Abner got upset with Ishbosheth, as we spoke about last week, because Ishbosheth 
accused him of something. He was like, look, I have been so loyal to you. How would you accuse me of something like this as loyal as I've been to you? Knowing everything that everyone wants to do to you, you you would say this to me. So then he set off to ensure that God's plan took place because he knew even though Abner set up Ishbosheth as king of Israel, he knew that David was supposed to be king. He knew the prophecy. All of Israel knew the prophecy. Everyone knew it. They were just doing some other stuff. But again, we talked about that last week. Today, we're talking about the fallout of Abner's attempt to do this and Joab killing Abner because of Abner killing his brother in battle. So when Israel heard this, Ishbosheth got all scared and he lost heart and he was depressed and down. And much of Israel wasn't feeling all that good about the situation either. Two brothers, uh, the children of Remnon, or Remon, saw an opportunity and said, Look, Abner's dead. Ishbosheth is not acting like a king. We need a king. Abner was going to broker that peace with David. If we take out Ishbosheth, who we work for, these were captains of his army. These are people who led raiding parties to go and gather resources for Ishbosheth. They're like, look, if we take him out and we take his head to the king, I think it'll work out well for us. We may even get some of the respect and honor that Abner had because we carried out and brought something that Abner attempted to do and couldn't do. Who knows? But we know that they killed Ishbosheth and did so in a dishonorable manner. They went into the house under the pretenses of getting wheat, saw Abner laying on the bed, stabbed him in the stomach. After he died, they cut, then they cut his head off and brought it to David. You'll see in many different accounts within the Bible that when a king is taken out for the purpose of someone else being set up and man is doing it when it's a coup, generally it doesn't turn out very well for the person who then becomes king. Cutting someone else down for other people and or for your own benefit is not honorable. That's not respectable. Saul was guilty. And David told these gentlemen, he was like, Saul was guilty, but I wouldn't put a hand on him. As a matter of fact, the person who came to me and told me that he was dead thought they were doing good and I killed them. And here you come doing the same thing. And not only that, you killed an innocent man in cold blood. Verse 9, David says, as surely as the Lord lives, who delivered me out of every trouble. David is saying there he knows who's in control and he knows who helps him. He knows who brings these things to pass. And as being a man, we don't need to help God unless he says he wants us to do something. So if God has told you to do something, do it. If he hasn't told you to do something, he's giving you a promise. 
Let him work it out. He doesn't need our help. As a matter of fact, when we jump in and try to help God, we mess things up right now. Things are tense in the Middle East between the United States and Iran. The people of Iran are the descendants of Ishmael. They're here because Abraham and Sarah decided to try to help God in bringing the words to pass that Abraham would have a child. God doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our help. He's unless he's asking us to do something, stay out of his way, let him do it. Because when you do it, you mess stuff up. Again, David knew that God was going to bring this thing to pass. He waited years and years and years waiting for God to do it, knowing that he's the one that's in control. He's the one who delivers them out of trouble. He's the one that exalts. The Bible says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, but it comes from God. So it doesn't matter what the position is, whether it's the president of your auxiliary Uh, Whether you get a promotion on your job, uh, whether it's the president of a company or the president of the United States, God is the one that puts them in place and he has a purpose for it, whether they're good, uh, bad or indifferent. He lifted Saul to that position and Saul uh, did some good stuff and he did a whole bunch of dumb stuff. So regardless of who is in leadership, God's got a plan for them being there and he has some things he wants to accomplish with them being in that position and you don't need to do anything outside of what he says to do regarding them being in that position especially if God has that position for you he will make the way this is really a good lesson for us we need to honor those people that are in the positions that they're in and Thank God for them. Thank God for what they're doing, whether, again, they're doing good, bad, or indifferent. Thank God for it because he's got a plan for it. Believe that he's sovereign. Believe that he knows what he's doing and that no good thing will he withhold from us. And he knows how to give good gifts to his children. He also knows how to take care of and protect his children. So look to him for the help. Don't look to man for help. Outside of God saying, go to this man, go to that man. Let God do whatever it is that he wants to do. And only do what he has for you to do. Because when you let God do his work, when you let God have his way, he gets the glory. You can't say, oh, it was because I did this, I did that. No, he gets the glory. Even when we do different things. We're only able to do them because God gives us the strength and ability to do it. So, again, respect people, respect everyone because God's got a plan for them. And you don't need to be trying to take them down. God is merciful. You don't know what he plans to do in the life of that person. They may be doing all kinds of wrong right now, but you never know how God plans to possibly turn that thing around in their lives and give them a future and a hope and then the people that that are under their reign a future and a hope because of the power and the the glory that he manifests 
by turning things around. Let him do it. Let him get the glory. Give him the space and the respect as being God to do what he wants to do. Stay out of his way. And then for those who whose leadership you may be under that you may be having some issues with. Matthew chapter five, verse 44 tells us to pray for those who spitefully use you. So pray for your enemies. Pray for those who are doing you wrong. Pray for those who've got it out for you. Again, you never know what God's plan is for that person's life. And they may be putting you through the paces that they're putting you through right now so that God can use you to pray for them so he can bring them out and cause them to be everything that he designed them to be. Cause them to be victorious in him. Cause them to have a great testimony. He could be setting you up to set them up for what he has called for them to do. And or he may be putting you in that position to pray for them so that as he brings about whatever wrath he has, your hands will be clean. And either way it goes, respect what God has done. Pray that his will be done in your life and in the life of others and only do what he says to do. Selah. Pause and think about this. Until next time, God bless and keep it together.